Well, good morning. Are you guys excited to be here today? It's Holy Week. It's Palm Sunday. It's a good day. Hosanna, right? T- turn to someone next to you. Come on, let's, let's wake up and let's get excited. Turn to someone next to you and say, I love you and I'm happy to be here. All right, if you think the person next to you was lying, I- I'm not going to tell you to hit them. That would be the wrong thing to do, but... Uh, I hope you're excited to be here. I'm excited to be in God's presence this morning, and uh, what, an, what an awesome opportunity we have every week to come together and worship. And, and I look around, and I see, I, I've got some good friends here, um, and, and I look around, and I've got a lot of good friends here, and, um, and I'm thankful for God's love that brings us together. So we've been working through the Follow Me series um, learning from the rabbi, and, and we've been looking at Jesus' teachings. We've been talking about the fact that we are called to be disciples of Christ, just as the disciples in, in the New Testament were called to follow Jesus, and they walked with him every day, and, and they experienced his power and the miracles and all these great things. I believe that we are called to walk with Jesus every day and to experience Jesus' power at work in the world around us. And we're going to talk a little bit about this today. So, so last week, we talked about, um, we, we looked at Matthew's account of his calling. And in that account, um, Jesus walks up to Matthew in his tax collector booth and he says, follow me. There we go. Follow me. Come on. And Matthew goes. And we see in the New Testament that, that Jesus calls his disciples and they follow him and they walk together. Well, this week's going to be interesting because last week it was clear and simple, follow me. This week, what Jesus says is, you can't follow me where I'm going. So follow me, and they followed him, and then we get to this week and he says, you can't go where I'm going now. And so we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but, but I want to set the stage here. So, so Jesus has come. Jesus has called these disciples. They've walked with him for three years. Have you ever walked really closely with somebody for three years? Maybe, maybe a, a good friend or, or, or maybe you went on a long trip or something like that. Have you ever just walked every day with someone so closely that you were experiencing things? I mean, these disciples left everything to walk with Jesus. And every day they walked with him. They saw his miracles. They, they saw the way he loved people. I mean, this was their family. This is our family, right? But, but you guys aren't with me every day. These disciples were with Jesus every day for a little over three years. And, and through this time, you know, at the start, it, 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 it wasn't as big of a deal as they knew it was go- as, as it was going to be. And so they start following, and, and, it, and the popularity starts to grow and grow, and people start to hear about these miracles that Jesus is doing. And, and, and I mean, these incredible things like, like multiplying food to feed thousands of people, healing people who are sick taking care of people that are hurting. And so over three years, this, this movement, this Jesus and his group of disciples that are, that are working in the, in the world, it starts to grow. And we see in the New Testament over and over again in the scriptures that, that more and more people are following after Jesus. And, and this morning is Palm Sunday. And that's when we celebrate when Jesus marched into Jerusalem. And so picture this, the disciples followed him, they're walking with him every day for three years, they've seen the miracles, they've seen this movement, this kingdom growing, 
And now Jesus is marching into Jerusalem. He actually rides in on a donkey and everyone's praising and shouting, Hosanna. And what do you think the disciples are thinking at this point? They've got to be thinking, it's time. The kingdom's finally going to be here. It's established like this is our time. And so they've been following all this time. And then Jesus, in chapter 13 of John's gospel, tells them, he sits down with them and he tells them, hey, I just want you guys to know that I'm going to be leaving. Wait a minute. We've been following you for three years. We've seen you do miracles. You're our power. You're our strength. You're, you're what we left everything for. And Jesus says, I'm leaving. And where I go, you can't follow can you picture how this must have felt for the disciples who think they're marching into the city to take over the world and to establish the kingdom? And Jesus, the powerful Jesus, Jesus, the Son of God, says, I'm leaving you. I don't know if, if you've ever taught a kid to ride a bike. I know I've talked about this before, but, but we've taught our kids to ride their bikes. Some of our kids, we're still teaching some of our kids. How many of you have taught someone to ride a bike before? How many of you remember when somebody taught you to ride a bike? Okay, and how do you do that, right? You hold the bike, maybe the handlebars, maybe the seat. You put the kid on there and you start, you say, start pedaling and you follow behind them and they're pedaling and it's like, hey, I'm doing it. I'm riding the bike. This is cool. I'm going somewhere. And then all of a sudden, maybe, maybe you tell them, maybe you're cruel and you don't tell them. Maybe that's not cruel. Maybe that's nice. But, but all of a sudden, I'm going to let go of you. And I remember very clearly, like, when I'm teaching my kids to ride their bikes, they're riding and they're feeling really good while daddy has hold of it. And then that moment comes where I've got to let go and they've got to, they've got to go on their own. And all of a sudden you see that panicked look in their face. That look of, I don't know how to do this. I can't do this without you. And... That's where the disciples must have been. Jesus, we've been walking with you. We've been seeing these great things. You're our guy. We've been building up to this kingdom establishing moment here in Jerusalem. And you're going to let go? You're going you're gonna to leave us? We're nothing without you. I can't ride this bike. This, there's no way. And, and actually, if we, if we look later on, when Jesus does get arrested and goes, what happens with the disciples? We see... They panic. They run because at the end of the day, they don't believe they can ride the bike without Jesus being right there with them. And, and so Jesus says, hey, this has been great these last three years. Things are going really well, but I'm going to let go. I'm going to leave you. And, and then to make things worse, two other things happen in chapter 13. Jesus says, by the way, not only am I going to leave you, but one of you, my close disciples, this group, this group that's been together three years, one of you is going to betray me. And the disciples must have been thinking, wait a minute, you're Jesus. You're the guy that does miracles. What are you talking about? We're with you. And Jesus says, one of you is going to betray me. And then Peter, I mean, we've talked about Peter quite a bit in here. Peter pipes up because Peter's the, the confident, strong disciple, right? And he says, I will never leave you, Jesus. I will never leave your side. I'll die for you. I'll do anything. I got you because I'm with you. And Jesus says, oh, by the way, Peter, you're going to deny me 
three times. Three times before the rooster crows. So think about it. We went from three years, great things happening, the the kingdoms being established, we ride into Jerusalem, here we go, it's going to happen to, hey guys, i got to leave, and you can't come with me, and one of you is going to betray me. And by the way, Peter, the rock, you know, Peter, the strong disciple, the one that's always going out on a limb and doing great things, Peter, you're going to deny me. Basically, what Jesus says is, hey, I'm going to let go of the bike, and you guys are going to fall. (laughs) How many of you, when you were teaching your kids to ride their bike, said, I'm going to let go, and you're going to fall? Anyone? Jesus says, by the... (laughs) Wow, okay. Some of you did. That's great. All right. Um, I I, I think I did. I think I've told my kids, when you ride your bike, you're going to fall. You need to get up. You need to go again. But, but, But Jesus says, I'm leaving, and by the way, you're probably going to fall off the bike. By the way, you're probably going to turn your back. By the way, you're going to get scared. It's going to be difficult, and it's not always going to work out the way that you want it to work out. So think about where the disciples are, and that's where we get into John chapter 14 this morning. And so I want to read this text, and I want us to look at it, because I I believe that we are all in the same place that the disciples were. And we've talked about this in the last few weeks. Maybe Jesus isn't physically walking with us, but we have been called by Jesus, just as the disciples have. Maybe you've seen Jesus working in your life. Maybe you see the kingdom being built around you. But then we have these moments where we feel like Jesus has let go. We feel like we're on our own. So John chapter 14 says, Do not let your hearts be troubled. So, things are great, but I'm going to leave you. Someone's going to betray me. And you guys are all going to fail. I'm letting go of the bike. You're going to fall. But don't be troubled. (laughs) Is that ridiculous to anybody? Like, don't let your hearts be troubled. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place that I'm going. And so Jesus says, don't be troubled. And the disciples had to say, what do you mean, don't be troubled? You just dropped this bombshell on us. Everything we've been working for for three years, you say you're leaving. It's going to fall apart. We're going to mess up. We're going to blow it. And Jesus says, don't be troubled. You believe in God. Now believe in me. Now, When I teach my kids to ride a bike, when I teach them to jump in a pool, when I teach them to do things that they don't know how to do, I use this line all the time. Don't worry. I'm your dad. I'm not going to let you get hurt. Just believe in me. Believe that what I tell you is true. Believe that you're going to be okay because I'm telling you you're going to be okay. And Jesus says, don't be troubled. I know I gave you some tough news, but you're going to be okay. Believe in me. Believe in me. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever struggle with believing that Jesus is with you and that everything's going to be okay? Do you ever struggle and think, I just, I I don't know if if this is going to work out the the way that I think it is. And I I felt you, your call, God, and I've been responding and I've been walking with you, but all of a sudden it seems like I'm alone and it seems like I'm going to fail. Jesus says, believe in me. That's the key. 
That's the key to being a disciple of Christ and walking through the difficult times is believing in Jesus. And then he gives the reason that we should be excited. He, he says, we've been together three years and it's been great. And yeah, things are great and I'm going to leave, but guess what? I've got something better for you. See, these last three years have been great, and you've seen a picture of the kingdom. You've seen some kingdom work done. You've seen people heal, healed. You've seen these great things, but, but I got some news for you. There's something better. And he says, I've got to go to prepare a place for you in the kingdom. If I don't go, you won't have a spot in the kingdom. You've, you've enjoyed these miracles, you've enjoyed that stuff, but if I don't go, you can't stay in the kingdom. And so he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I talk to my kids about this all the time. I've got to let go because here's the thing, I can't walk around with you forever and hold the bike and even if I do, you're not going to really have that much of a fun time when you're going this fast. If I let you go and you learn to ride the bike, you can go. You can ride your bike to your friend's house. You can do what you want. It's better. There's something better for you. And so Jesus says, I'm going, I'm leaving, but don't be troubled. Believe me, because I'm going to prepare a better place for you. That's good news. I got good news for you this morning. There is a better place for you. It's fun to get together. It's fun to worship. It's fun to shake each other's hands and love each other. It's fun to see God do great things but there's a better place for us. God's kingdom is coming, and Jesus, as we, as we walk through Holy Week, Jesus had to go to prepare a place for us, to make us right. You can't get to the place unless I go. And so then in verse 5, it says, Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. And, and so once again, I think this is something that we do all the time. We think, okay, God, I'm all in. I'm following you and things are good and everything. But, but then all of a sudden we start to feel alone and we start to say, God, I just need to know the path. Just tell me what I need to do, where I need to go. Tell me how this is going to work out. How many of you have ever prayed and said, God, just tell me what's next. Just tell me what I need to do. Come on, raise your hand if you've done that. God, I just need to know the way. I just, I just had lunch with somebody this week, and they said, I'm all in for God. But man, I just want to know what it's going to look like. I felt God's calling, but I need to know what's next. And, and we start to think, oh, God, if you would just show us the way. Jesus, just show us the way so that, that we know exactly what to do and when to do it and where to go. And, and Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Listen, as disciples of Christ, as people who are following Jesus, sometimes we say, Jesus, we need to know the way. And you know what Jesus says? Look at me. I'm the way. The only thing you need to be fo focused on is following Jesus. 
Because the path will take care of itself. Jesus has you covered. You don't have to know what tomorrow holds. You don't have to know where you're going to live, what you're going to do, how God's going to work. You just need to know that Jesus, you need to believe in Jesus and who he is. And you know the way. And so today, the most important thing for us to do is to believe to believe in the Father, to believe that Jesus is who he says he was, and to believe that the way is Jesus. Verse 8, Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say... To you, or I do not speak on my own authority, rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So, so the first question is, Lord, just show me exactly where I need to go. Show me the path, show me the way. I need to know. And Jesus says, I'm the way. And then and then Philip pipes up and says, Well, just give us a sign, just show us the Father. If you just show us the Father, it'll be all right. If, I don't know what I'm doing, but maybe the Father's trying to show us something today. Um, he says, show us the Father. I mean, just give me that sign. If you'll, just, if you'll just let us get a glimpse of the Father, then we'll know all this is real, and then we'll be able to do what we need to do. And Jesus says, you've seen the Father. You've seen the Father. He says, the Father is in me, and I am in the Father, and you've walked with me for three years. You know the Father. And then at the end, it's, he says, or at least believe on the evidence of wor the works themselves. Jesus says, you want to see the Father? Look at me. I am in the Father. The Father is in me. And I, and I think for us, it's easy sometimes to think, okay, God, I've followed you. Okay, I don't have to know the exact way, but if you'll just give me a sign, just show me the Father, just show me. And I think what Jesus is saying to us today is that you've seen the Father. You've seen the Father at work when the miracles happen. You've seen the Father at work when, when sins are forgiven. You've seen the Father in me. I don't know about you, but, but occasionally I fall to this Thing that Philip's falling to of thinking I need a sign because I forget that God has been working in my life all along. I could tell you story after story of things that cannot be anybody but God at work in my life. But sometimes I lose my focus on Jesus and I start to think, God, I need a sign. And I believe Jesus is saying, just look at your life, just look at what's happened. God's been at work this whole time. And so Jesus says, focus on me. Follow me. And I think the only, the only problem I see with this is sometimes as followers of Christ, we get this, this long-term perspective of like, okay, I'll follow you and I'll do this, but someday it'll be okay. Someday that kingdom will come and that place will be there for me. And so I just have to sit here right now and wait for that. That's not what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, follow me. Do what I've done. Do the works that I've done. Continue on. Build the kingdom. And, and he, says, he says, I'm with you. 
You've seen God at work and God is with you. And sometimes we say, okay, that's great that God's with me and someday that place is going to be revealed. But what about right now? What about these disciples? What about the fact that Jesus told them they're going to fall off the bike? What about the fact that Jesus told them that they're going to be in some trouble and, and they're, going to, they're going to hurt? Okay, God, that, that future place is great, but what about right now? And here's the best part. Jesus promises that he's going to prepare a place for us. Jesus tells us that he's been with us all along. But we don't have to live lost in the meantime. Look at verse 15. It says, if you love me, if you keep my commands, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The spirit of what? Truth. What is Jesus? The way, the truth, and the life. This, this is, I'm going to give you my spirit. I'm leaving. You're not going to see me anymore, but my spirit will be with you every day. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And so the disciples must have been thinking, oh, I don't want to have to wait for that time. You're leaving us, Lord, and that's great that you've done great things, and that's great that, that you've been at work, but now I've got to wait for this time far off. And Jesus says, no, I won't leave you. I won't leave you an orphan. I will come to you. I will live in your heart, and, and you will see me, and because I live, you will live. And so I've got really good news this morning. And the good news is this, as we enter into Holy Week, as we enter into the time that the disciples started to experience some trouble and some pain and some difficulty, they were following Jesus and all of a sudden the road got pretty rocky. And maybe for some of you, you've been walking with Jesus for a while or maybe you're new to it and maybe you're experiencing some difficulty. If you're not, I'm, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there are going to be tough times. There are going to be times where you're tempted to say, just show me how it's going to work out. Or just give me a glimpse of, of the Father so that I can rest assured. And Jesus says, I'm with you. My spirit is with you. And if you will once again believe in me, if you will follow me, then guess what? We have the spirit with us. You can't look around you right now and see Jesus in the physical form, but you know where Jesus is? Right here. And the good news is this. God has called us. He said, follow me. And Jesus has invited us into the kingdom. And that's the best news of all today, that we have a spot in the Father's house. We have a spot in the kingdom, in the place that's so much greater than what we could ever think or imagine. You are invited in. It's great news. Jesus has invited us. Jesus went to prepare a way. That's what we're going to walk through this week as we go through Holy Week, that Jesus went to a cross to prepare the way for us to be with the Father in the kingdom. And so we're invited, and yes, Jesus goes, and yes, there's difficult times, and yes, there's times that we may be tempted to think that we're all alone. And Jesus says, keep following me. Keep walking after me. Keep following. And the best 
the best thing. I am with you every single day. Listen, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you've got coming up this week. I don't know if you're in a lot of pain. I don't know if you're hurting. I don't know where you're at. But I got good news. The Father is one with the Son. And Jesus, who did all of these miracles and all of these things and proved that he was everything that he said he was, is with you every single day, every step, even when you don't see it, even when you need a sign, even when, when you forget, even in the midst of chaos, Jesus is with you. His Spirit is with you. And so as we walk into Holy Week, don't miss this. This is all about Jesus. Our faith, the reason we're here, is all about Jesus. It's all about the Father and the Son and the Spirit at work in the world around us. And one day, the, the kingdom is going to be established, and you're not even going to be able to believe what it's going to be like. But right now, we are called to follow Jesus, and we're called to follow the things that Jesus did, and we're called to, to literally bring the kingdom to the place around us right now, to love people, to serve people, to heal, to restore and Jesus is with us every step of the way. Man, I don't know about you this morning, but there is no better news in the world than the fact that Jesus is with me. Believe in me. You believe in the Father, now believe in me. I won't leave you. I'll walk with you every day. Father, Father, we love you today. And I don't know where each person um, in this sanctuary is. I don't, I don't know where each person is at in their walk with you. I don't know what they're facing and what they're experiencing. I don't know what they've been through. I, I don't know, Lord. But I, I do know a couple things. Number one, I know that you've called each and every one of us to follow you. I know that your will is that we be disciples of Christ. I also know, Lord, that there's going to be times that we're tempted to think that we're on our own. And there's going to be times where maybe we just feel like we need a sign from you. We just, we need some help, Lord. Lord, I pray that right now you would come to each and every one of us. And I pray that we would focus our minds and our hearts on you. And I pray, Lord, that we would know that you are with us every step of the way. And so, Father, continue to call us, continue to lead us, continue to make us your disciples, continue to do your work through us, continue to, to build the kingdom through us. Lord, help us to see you, not just in this sanctuary, not just in this beautiful place, not just when we sing, not just when we pray, but help us to see you in our hearts today. We love you, Father. Amen.